Welcome to episode 12 of the Globusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And both of those D's are silent, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Today, as you may have guessed by already looking at the title of what you've downloaded. Cheaters. (laughs) Cheaters. Django Unchained. Oh, yes. And to pull very briefly from a random site that might have a lot of movie trivia on it. (laughs) With the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. And I just want to say at this point, having watched the trailer... Given that at least a third of the trailer is taken up with the hunt for the Brittle Brothers, oh yeah, you think I thought that would be a little bit about. longer than thirty-five minutes. <laughs> well, but... this movie's really wrapping up quickly. <laughs> but yes, moving on. Yes. By the way, but the best slave western I've seen in months. I mean, just hands yeah. down. Well, I, I'm I'm not a western fan, and I like this film. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm sure it has something to do with mm-hmm. the fact that Quentin Tarantino directed and wrote it. Oh yeah. So and I, I wish I had spent my Christmas day watching this. I just. You know, but I don't like the crowds, as Paul yeah, knows. Yeah. But uh, could, yeah, could have been an interesting <laughs> Christmas. It was that, and I don't know what the heck else you had to choose from, uh, Hobbit, or I don't know what else came out. Uh, yeah, that came out fairly yeah. shortly before. But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to uh, numbers. I guess you want to yeah, throw sure. out the numbers. Well, budget for this one is reported at about a hundred million dollars. Of course, Looks I think really it, good for a hundred million. Yeah, I think at this point, the reported budget is never the full budget. You don't know yeah. what the director might have sunk into it. You don't know yeah. everything. It's just whatever they printed. But as of January the twenty fifth, the box office worldwide comes to three hundred forty one million six hundred and one thousand dollars so done quite well yeah. as of last month <laughs> i'm sure it'll continue to do well as most quentin tarantino films nowadays do yes <laughs> like to very briefly say this this film completely wiped the slate clean for uh, jackie brown you're i, I forgive you I, I know there are fans and it's good yeah. uh, i was bored yeah, yeah, but just comparing it to his other work yeah you know. so yeah you are seriously back on track, if there was ever a doubt. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, moving uh, along to the cast, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Obviously, Jamie Foxx as... Or Eric Bishop, yeah. <laughs> as he was. As Django Freeman. Mm-hmm. And Christoph Waltz as... Let me get this. Dr. King Schultz. Oh, side note real quick. Do you think... Well, I had this thought. Stupid thought. Morgan Freeman. Do you think his ancestors were freed slaves? Because hmm. he has the last name Freeman. <laughs> or am I just being True. too simplistic? No, that, I mean, genuinely, that could actually... <laughs> I'm awfully um, white, so I don't know. <laughs> just I, had that thought. For a second okay. there, I thought you were playing on Samuel L. Jackson. Kind of no, looks no, a little no, bit no. like the Morgan Freeman. No, 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 the free man. Yeah, the free man. man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Christoph Waltz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson as Stephen. No last name there. No. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin J. Candy. And Kerry Washington as Broomhilde von Schaff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Mel Brooks character. Yeah, so. <laughs> Almost. Von Stoop. There's <laughs> <laughs> even a bit in the film where it's like, yeah. let me get this straight. Your wife is a slave who speaks German and is called Broomhilde von Schaff? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Alrighty then. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of an odd name to come out of this film, given some of the other ones. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah. If you go for Tarantino names, it's not that bizarre, I suppose. Yeah, but... true. <laughs> Oh, is that your yeah? That's our cast list we're working with. You got yeah, the wife I, there, no wife. Nah, 
That oh, is... you did have the Broomhilda, didn't yeah, you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Kerry Washington, uh, but, yes. Yeah, I, I didn't have time to write down everyone's yeah. name. And mm. if I did, this would be quite mm. long. Because there's quite a few things in there. The only other thing of note... Well, I say of note, it's not really of note at all. But there was one point in it where I was absolutely adamant that Uma Thurman was playing one of the bandits who's the only <laughs> woman bandit in the entire thing and has a face bandana on at all times. They never see she her face. She could be uncredited. But just, but I don't just, know. just looking at it... However, I found out it is the person that was her stand-in double in oh. Kill Bill. And, oh, nice. Uh, that was the person that he had been. Yeah. So, oh, and uh, very briefly, what did you think of uh, his cameo, Tarantino's? <laughs> the Irish. The... <laughs> um, I don't know. He's been on a little bit of weight, hasn't he? he? he just, I don't know if there was any fat suit, but I think that was mostly Quentin. But, uh... I, I, I've seen a picture of him at an award show or something and yeah I think that was all him life's been good <laughs> hey if the man wants to eat let the man eat oh yeah fair uh, <laughs> he, he spent long enough for the thin bastards I think uh, yeah but uh, I thought it was oh, enjoyable I thought oh yeah. no he's shoving himself in this is gonna take me out of it yeah and maybe for a few seconds yeah but when he I can s- perform I even mean, I loved him in Pulp Fiction you yeah know, and... it kind of seemed like his scene in Pulp Fiction yeah. preparing him <laughs> of course he's uh, one of three characters yeah. that doesn't use the n-word in the entire film Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Mm. There would, yeah, there would be a horrible drinking game in there somewhere. <laughs> you get drunk the end, five minutes in. Yeah, that'd be any time the N-word is mentioned. And, of course, we're saying the N-word because we are both white people. Yes. <laughs> don't feel 100% no, comfortable using no. it. Uh, I'm not getting mentioned... paid by a movie studio yeah. to say it, so no. Yeah, drink one milliliter of beer, and maybe you'll have finished a six-pack by the end, I don't know. Jesus, yeah, I'd say. I, that was something I should have looked up, the word count. Well, I can just see, like, uh, the DVD or something, if it had, like, a counter or something. I'll, yeah. I'll be, you know, because like, Scarface has, like, bullets fired and F-bombs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I, I doubt that's going to make it's, it into the yeah, very PC, World Record, yeah. so... <laughs> Oddly, South Park became the film with the most swear word for a long time. Oh, really? So uh, this, I doubt that the Guinness Book of World Records is going to have most N words in a film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how politically correct that would be, but yeah. All right. I'm not too familiar with most of the other people in the yeah. cast. It seemed like you know faces that I recognized, like Some Jonah Hill, faces. randomly. Jonah Hill. That <laughs> a, oh, a nice that scene was the most hilarious scene. <laughs> I have seen in a movie in ages I with know, the I hoods. Mean, yeah. uh, well, I should put all the trouble into it. <laughs> Next time you want something, you go do it yourself. Yeah. And a, a fantastic line. Oh, like, okay, how about this time? this time, no hoods. No. Next time we come back, we make the mask properly, full regalia. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, these people, mm-hmm. I did look it up there, the regulators. Definitely, yeah. this is 10 years before the Ku Klux Klan came into existence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were seen as the forerunners, but it's not the same people. But, yeah, so it's a it, very, hate, very yeah. good dig. I hate to keep bringing up El Brooks, but it's such a part of who oh, I yeah. am. But I could seriously see Slim Pickens in that mob. <laughs> and I, what in the hell are we doing here? The whole point of the hood is to cover yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I, he would be the guy who yeah. <laughs> was like, did anyone bring an extra bag? No, <laughs> nobody brought an extra bag. <laughs> oh my god, please, I hope you've seen the movie, otherwise we're ruining this, but 
Oh, uh, God, it, I love that scene. Yeah, that was, fantastic uh, little scene. It basically, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's the forerunners to the Ku Klux Klan. They're all on horseback, and they're all wearing pillowcases, basically, <laughs> with tiny eye holes. I can't see <laughs> shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, none of them can see. So they're arguing about whether or not they should perform this murder sans bag <laughs> or on. not. And the slight question was like, well, I can see if I'm sitting right here, but if I'm riding the horse, I can't see anything. And Terry Baker, oh, you just ruined it. Yeah, I just uh, ruined it. Uh, Do you have another one? No, I don't have another. Oh, yeah, My wife has been up all night making bags for you guys. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of the best scenes, and I think possibly the best dig at the Ku Klux Klan I've ever seen as well. Just, yeah, that was like ridiculous. Just might have just the word just might have appeared across the screen yeah. like you guys are idiots. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the hardest I've laughed in the theater in a long time. Well, if, if we're going that way, my my favorite exchange I, I told you before mm. it when Django and Doctor Schultz are going after the last brittle brother, and again you think maybe it would be a little bit far apart then can, mm. they're all dead in about two minutes yeah <laughs> they really should have tweaked that trailer a little bit I think maybe <laughs> taking some of them out whatever so he's got the gun out he's got the side out and it Dr. Schultz is trained on him as he's mm. escaping on horseback and so yeah bear this in mind the person they're trying to shoot is escaping on horseback <laughs> for, uh, on a field far away at this point and this conversation occurs no <laughs> no I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the dog barking was in the first take they didn't use. Uh, <laughs> so this conversation occurs. You sure that's him? Yeah. Positive? I don't know. You don't know you're positive? I don't know what positive means. It means you're sure. Yeah. Yes what? Yes, I'm sure that's Ellis Biddle. Bang! <laughs> but who's on first? Answer me that. It's a, I was just watching that and I'd just seen, like, you know, murder, murder, and... Uh, they're about to go after the guy, and it's just this break. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah really? You sure? <laughs> Can I shoot this guy? <laughs> hey, hey, he's dead. And I'll actually say, seeing that the first time, I sat down, I saw it, and bang, and it was, the bullet went from his back to his front. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I thought, he's off to the side a little bit. And then, again, I'd me just nitpicking, because I saw that, and it was one of the things that I just thought, actually, I think that's a little bit off. Thinking about it, though... He was escaping on horseback. We don't know what angle he was at past the scene, so... Yeah. Yeah, just, just say I am fallible. <laughs> <laughs> I do occasionally get things wrong. But, yeah, e- even with me thinking that the first time, that was the, the first bit where I like actually laughed out loud, and I don't do that much in film. Again, the bag scene was another one, but that just little exchange was, I think, my favourite part yes. <laughs> in that film. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I and I, I say, you know, all the Brittle Brothers dead in the first 35 minutes. Yeah, I like how you die, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that happened, and I thought, wow, like, this film is two hours and 45 yes. minutes long. 35 minutes in, the three people that they were originally after are dead. <laughs> like, this next two hours is going to be pretty much just yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And watching the film, I was actually all right with that. I yeah. thought they had enough characters in there that it wasn't just that, Leo. I was okay. You know, I was very happy Jamie Foxx wasn't dressed as Austin Powers the whole movie. That would have been slightly distracting if he was, yeah, that, you know, just, like that, dressed up. That wasn't that was amusing, but not quite. It did get slightly spoiled for me by someone uh, like right. that. He got to pick his clothes, own clothes out, and it looked a lot like an Austin Powers outfit. So I kind of knew that was coming, but uh, still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, that, to see him, like, like, 
I get to pick my own clothes? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 I've never seen an N-word on a horse before. Yeah. My wife didn't want to go and see this film mainly because she is uncomfortable with the use of N-word as well as she's not overly fond of a lot of violence. Oh, wow. So, and yeah, when, <laughs> when I told her what the film was like, <laughs> she basically said, oh, I'm really glad I didn't go to see this now. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not supporting slavery. It's no. not support, you know. No, yeah. but she would have been uncomfortable yeah. through yeah. the majority of this film. Yeah, so, well, I'm glad you got to enjoy it uh, unencumbered then. <laughs> as it were. I, I would never say that. I said it, but yeah, you did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Silent for me was not agreement. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I will say that you know the Bill Brothers dead, and then it slows down, mm-hmm. which is quite nice. I thought it gave the two main characters that you're with throughout mm-hmm. pretty much the entire film. Yeah. It gave them real time to breathe, to flesh out a little bit of their backstory, and to get to know them. Because of course, a little bit later in the film, Jamie Foxx's character goes really far with his black slaver role yeah so as they say in the film the black slaver is the lowest of the low because you know he's (laughs) he's come from slavery and now he's enslaving other black people and i think without that weight you know where he's trained to be a bounty hunter he's going through that you get to know him more you get to know how much he loves his wife and what he wants to do for her Without that, he would have just been... Uh, everyone, I think, would have been a bit against him as he continued to be like that. And, you know, what would you do if your loved one was mm-hmm. enslaved and the only way you could do it was act the way that he does? Yeah. I'm not sure how well I'd be able to pull it off, even if it was Jamie. I was trying to say, at one point you see a man... Well, you don't see it, but mm-hmm. a man is ripped to shreds by dogs. Mm-hmm. And he... Pretty much stone faced for the entire. Thing. <laughs> yeah, but that was I, yeah, a little I, rough. But, I think uh, that would be. I'm not sure I could pull that off. Hmm. Then again, my wife would probably disagree, saying I'm that way all the time anyway. But whatever. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly get a feel on your, the two leads. We'll get to the one guy in a second, Jamie yeah. Fox. Uh, what is your history, I, experience, your feelings on him going in? Your feelings now? Right. Well, Jamie Fox, I have not seen him in a huge number of films was it him in collateral with yes that was which is yes one of my favorite movies and yeah i two of my least yeah spoiler for my view but two of my least desirable actors and i love that film yeah that that was fantastic (laughs) tom cruise is actually good in it you know yeah and hate mail blah 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 But he isn't that. Good. Yeah, but so collateral. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I've really never seen Ray, that. which I've, people are amazed, I've and I've refused Ray, to see either. it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just, nothing it's, against everything I've heard. I've, I have very trusted friends that know movies, and they say it's very much an impersonation. And I don't want to take away from what he did. I know mm-hmm. he is probably amazing and yeah. very good, but I feel like it was just Ray Charles. Like I could have just watched Ray Charles. Yeah, um, and. I hear like he didn't bring a whole lot of himself into right, it, which okay. I don't know. I might see it someday, but yeah, I mean, okay. I I think of these movies like Booty Call, like very. Right. I liked it back in the day when I was like fifteen or sixteen, whatever. But you know, <laughs> but that that's his and in background color type were. thing, and yeah, very campy comedies and stuff. Right, well, I, low budget stuff. But. Yeah, I don't know too much about him then because. I think, you know, Collateral and then yeah. probably smaller parts in other films that I've mm-hmm. seen him in. And going into this, I thought he would do good and I thought he did. 
Yeah, yeah, I really, yeah, that was my only hesitation in the trailer. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, they cast Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll still see it. Like, walk the line. I was super excited for it. Then I'm like, oh, Reese Witherspoon. I hate Reese Witherspoon. Like, got over my hatred for her to watch that. And that yeah. was well worth it. But I, I will say again. the other two people that were up as a possibility for Django, there was Michael K. Williams, who I believe, based on what I could find, he'd been in a whole bunch of TV shows and like a lot of different TV shows had done main character roles in a lot of them and I've not seen any of them and (laughs) Will Smith wow which yeah could not have seen Will Smith one thing I was going to say have you seen Wild Wild West no okay no uh, no, I've seen like 10 minutes okay well the the scene that you were talking about the Austin Powers suit yeah when I saw that I did kind of think Austin Powers but my main thought was are they making fun of Wild Wild West because he's a bit of a flamboyant cowboy back then when there weren't any days. And I can't see Will Smith, as you say, pulling off the role given everything that happened uh, in the yeah, film. He's I'm sure he's much more suited for the action star than yeah. this kind of story. I'd almost be interested to see his attempt. But yeah, I <laughs> I'd like to see his audition if he had one or yeah. I don't <laughs> think he'd Did have they done get that far. Well. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, did want to say I did leave one out. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen, which you ever saw, which I did enjoy him in that Jamie Foxx in that. That was a pretty decent I, movie. It's I've a seen, really good. I've seen parts of that Netflix film watch, he was good, it? but yeah, I like say yeah, I'm on board with him on this movie, Collateral, <laughs> whatever. And then next guy, Christoph Waltz. Uh, yeah. I, he needs to be in every damn movie ever made. That's uh, I'm just gonna him and Daniel Day Lewis need to team up. <laughs> And I think the universe the will next... explode, but it's <laughs> he, worth it. He should be the next Michael Fassbender, then. <laughs> yeah, Starring I, in every film under the sun. Yeah, and Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> every bit part. Uh, yeah, played. Uh, oh, uh, and, of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, of who course. wanted to be in this film, right. and there was a role that they were considering for it, but... The Jonah Hill role? <laughs> maybe. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, scheduling conflicts meant he could not appear in the film. Yeah, but yeah, I'm absolutely uh, crazy about Christoph Waltz. Yeah, I I think my only other experience with him has been Glorious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah, fantastic I character. Saw him in something else. I cannot think what it was, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, Tarantino's got to let spoiler let him live in one of these movies. <laughs> Come on, man! Give him a final end scene where he's happy. Something, you know. Uh-huh. Although, if you think about it, he did seem kind of happy. At the end of it, so, yeah. Oh yes, Water for Elephants is what else I saw him in, which he was very evil uh, in that. He was the evil husband of Reese Witherspoon, uh, I... the love interest of. Vampire Boy. Yeah, I will not um, see that film because of those two. Vampire Boy. <laughs> Vampire yeah. Boy and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> that who shall not be named shall yeah. be called Vampire Boy. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> And Vampire Girl. But she was not in it, luckily. I I would say, I think if... Let's say Robert Pattinson... Ah! uh, I know I might summon him, but still, I'm sure... Don't say it two more times, please. (laughs) I'm sure if he hadn't done Twilight, if he'd gone into a different film, done some other Mm -hmm. stuff, maybe he'd have some credibility. I don't know, but... (laughs) You know, he didn't... I still enjoyed that. That was a novel I read, Water for Elephants, so I was interested in seeing the movie, and it was, you know, it was good. I'd I'd say you should... I got over my Reese Witherspoon hate. I think you can, at least for one showing. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe I'll skip. Only so skip many hours in the day, only so has. many movies to watch. Yeah. But uh, it is worth it to watch Christoph Waltz's performance. Yeah. That's your incentive there. Maybe I will. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, it just he needs to be in everything. And I would be very great. shocked if he does not get Best Supporting 
actor Oscar. Not that yeah. I put so much stock in them. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Because the committee's... I, the Academy members are full of shit, yeah. mostly. Well, I will say, uh, looking Sometimes. up the awards for this film, mm-hmm. it was mostly Gwen Tarantino, Best Screenplay, mm-hmm. and once or twice he won for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. And I can see why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not not to diss Lincoln or anything, but I think he wins over Tommy Lee Jones in, in oh, this yeah, respect. Oh, yeah, Best Supporting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, mm. nothing against Tommy Lee Jones. I I enjoyed him in that film, yeah. but Christoph Waltz deserves the actor over. He just oh, he can do anything. It's just <laughs> I don't know. You need a German in a movie. Get Christoph Waltz. <laughs> actually, he's, Aust- he's, he's actually Austrian, I believe, isn't he? But uh, something like that. But, but if he... you need someone to play a German, yeah. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Even if it's a woman, I'm sure he could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> German in drag. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky Horror in German. <laughs> uh, that would be something. What? That would be interesting. Him, him playing Rocky, yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like if it was the German Rocky Horror Picture. Like, <laughs> that could be a Someone film. write it. <laughs> that, that could actually be a film that wouldn't get a general release. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah, probably not. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to talk about those two guys. Just Well, I, I would say I don't know for sure your opinions on Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, uh, very hot and cold, okay. usually. I, I think I'm t- Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> hot and cold. But I think he's been miscast as of recent. <laughs> J. Edgar. <laughs> but uh, when he is cast correctly, I think it works very, very well. Yeah. Like, I... I loved him in Inception. Um, yeah, yeah very good in Inception. A lot of films. I mean, I, I guess I guess he got permission from Scorsese to go work with another director <laughs> for a minute. Because <laughs> it seems he, he's the new, you know, yeah. Robert De Niro. Scorsese's new De Niro. We'll just throw him in everything. But, uh, Fair enough. I mean, he, it works. He's but, a good actor. Yeah, I love uh, the I, collaborations that he's done with Scorsese. And... I, I remember... Unfortunately, I have seen all of Titanic and just thinking, oh, I basically thought the same thing that I think of Mr. Vampire Boy mm-hmm. of him after seeing that. It's like, oh, that's God, what, I'm yeah. Gonna, I hate seeing this guy. And it wasn't for many, many years until I enjoyed him in a movie. Yeah. Or, I like flat out refused to like the beaches. <laughs> nope, I'm not sure. Be- the beach, whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah the beach. Yeah, beaches <laughs> is something else entirely. <laughs> he might as yeah, well have been in that too. <laughs> I, I think the next thing I saw with him in that I went to see because I really wanted to see because Tom Hanks was in it is Catch Me If You Can. And I thought he did really that well. That was probably that. the first one I really enjoyed his performance in. Since then, he's, and he's de- not de- done de- too departed. Badly. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, for a few of its faults, but Daniel Day Lewis is in it. Gangs yeah. of New York, you know that'll always make me a, a little bit of a fan. Shutter yeah. Island, I loved. Um, I, I still need to see Shutter Island, despite the fact that I figured out the twist from uh, the trailer. It's a twist. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> yeah, what a twist! <laughs> yeah, Blood Diamond is all right. I saw that in theaters. You know, eh, all right. Yeah, Aviator. Yeah, Aviator. I actually enjoyed. Oh I, wow! I did not I, realize Gangs and Catch Me If You Can came out in the same year. But oh. yeah, go ahead, Aviator. You <laughs> yeah, I, did not I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit too long for its own good. Yeah, it. it I'm, you know, obviously it was a biopic of Howard Hughes, so it went on for a bit because he did quite a lot. But I did think that a lot of the scenes could have been trimmed or even cut out, especially the point where he went to his girlfriend's house to see her entire family, and he's obviously uncomfortable there and that entire scene seemed to me to serve no purpose other than the fact that he didn't like her family 
at the end of it, they were still at the same yeah. point in their relationship. He just didn't like her family. <laughs> it's like, really, you could just cut in a quick scene of like, yeah, oh, okay, we're going up here, and then cut the scene of them coming back, being like, I hated that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, whatever. And, uh, yeah, one I'm looking forward to, uh, they had big advertising in the... Uh, the theater I went to see is the the Great Gatsby that's going to be coming out, in, I think later this year. Yeah. And he's playing the lead in that, directed by Baz Luhrmann, who I'm a fan of. Yeah, I, which I, uh, I don't know how you feel since he's I, done musical, you know, yeah. Moulin Rouge and uh, I, Strictly Ballroom. And yeah. uh, I can't say much about him because I haven't seen. But I'm interested to see what Baz Luhrmann does with yeah. Great Gatsby. I, you know, I I've heard he can only good. be interesting. I, yeah. I know he's good. I just yeah. I don't watch those films. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know any uh, other principles. I think uh, we, we want to talk I, about well, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> we could go on a whole podcast on him, but yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, know. but it is uh, yeah. the guy that made Snakes on the Plane enjoyable to watch. Very, uh, I'd say comfortable role for him. Yeah. Very typical, I would say. Yeah, it, definitely uh, an older. Jules. I oh think. yeah, he's just an old. Yeah, he's just a stick up the ass <laughs> old man. Yeah, yeah. I, and I did. Why almost as hopefully this isn't offensive. Hopefully, probably one of the whitest people in the movie. <laughs> at least the characters. Yeah, I, the, <laughs> you yeah, know that was the one thing I couldn't quite get my head around the fact that he almost seemed to be running the place. Yeah, like he's whispering candy. in, and I kept calling him the whole movie King Candies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's King Candy. Oh, uh, have some candy. Yeah. Just put in the cheat code here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to see Alan Tudyk play this guy. <laughs> but, oh, that would be funny. As, uh, yeah, as Leonardo DiCaprio's role. Oh my God, that'd be great. But yeah, yeah, he's always whispering in his ear, oh, you gotta yeah. come talk to me. And, yeah. Even like, as yeah. that scene where... Where's your heart, man? He's trying to get... Where's your N-word love? <laughs> you know? These two people are trying to get back together, and you're cock-blocking them. Yeah. Ah, son of a bitch. Right, I like the scene, what you were talking about there, you know, he gets in the way, and they don't stick up the art, but controlling it behind the scenes is when he you know, saves Django from having his testicles surgically oh, yeah. altered, I should say, yeah. and he says, oh, we're going to sell him. And so it kind of seems like it's almost a bit of a reprieve, as it but were. But it's supposed because, to be a worse yeah. fate. Because, yeah. you know, you kind of think, okay, maybe mm-hmm. he didn't actually like Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. character. Maybe he's just giving him the opportunity to escape. And then he sits down and probably shows, no, that's not right at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, he is selling him off as a slave, which he wasn't, to die as a slave. Yeah, doing... where you will have the worst excuse of a life imaginable yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. your back is going to break and you're going to die <laughs> they'll shoot you and then they'll throw, throw you in a pit yeah. so <laughs> yeah I, I yeah. with that scene I did think it was going to go one yeah. way and obviously it didn't oh, it yeah. stayed right and, on course uh, yeah and, uh, I don't know kind of wanted to bring up just kind of Tarantino quickly sure. uh, maybe we can do a podcast on him <laughs> to me he seems when I think of him I think of one word and that's cool just <laughs> yeah nothing like everything else can try to be a Tarantino movie, can have all the ingredients, maybe, you know, some of the people he's worked with. And if you don't have him writing, or or at least his hands on it in a big way, (laughs) it won't work quite as well. And it's just, I'm always excited because I know I'm going to see something that I haven't seen. And (laughs) he can always surprise me, even... I wouldn't say shocking, but, you know, I'm like, wow, didn't see that coming. And I kind (laughs) of chuckle to myself, you know? (laughs) Like, wow, this is... 
violent and <laughs> considering Tarantino this is violent yeah. but, uh, but uh, I don't know just that's kind of what I think and he's I don't know. I can't think of a film I have not enjoyed. I enjoyed Jackie Brown, just yeah, not yeah. anywhere near the level of Kill Bill and Pulp yeah. Fiction. Well, that, there and, several uh, films, Reservoir Dogs. There's several films by him that I need to either rewatch or mm-hmm. actually watch. Jackie Brown is one thing that I've it's never been on TV. Yeah, it, like I've never owned it on DVD. I need to get around to watching yeah. it at some point. But yeah, Pulp Fiction was the first one I ever saw with him, and yeah. then I saw Reservoir Dogs after yeah. that. I would say I prefer Red Wild Dogs to Pulp Fiction myself, but that's a little opinion thing. I'm not <laughs> saying Pulp Fiction's worse than that. I just really like the simplicity of Red Wild Dogs and how much you can tell with not much of a, a set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a warehouse for about 90% of the film. So, yeah, and Gwen Tantino, I, I would say, hasn't put a foot wrong. Again, haven't seen everything he's done, so I can't say for certain. Mm. But based on what I've seen, fantastic filmmaker... Yeah. Even though some people might disagree, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, some yeah. organizations or yeah. uh, you need. Yeah. To, I think you do need to have a either a set sense of humor or a set sensibility about you going into these films, knowing that there will probably be some graphic violence, but it's not you know it's not intestine falling out or something. It's just a lot of blood. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of violence. Get into that. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's you know it's yeah. over the top in the in the way that it's absurd. Yeah. You know, like Kill Bill, you know, with Uma Thurman just hacking down eighty eight ninjas or whatever. Yeah. That, you know, just covered in blood. You know, everywhere, just her <laughs> yellow tracksuit just becoming red, pretty much. And, yeah, that... and this, you know, it's just it's like water. It's just like red water, just bright, <laughs> vibrant red water, just flying out of bodies. And... Or, or in this film, I felt for the most part ketchup. Ketchup, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, I mean, there was tough parts, and they, they did pull away from it. But yeah. the Mandingo fight was, I would say, even for me, a little rough to watch. I was that getting would... a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, for a second, now I thought you were going to mention the Django's attack on the hut with all of the bandits, where a man steps out of the bath. And then mm. probably shots in the privates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second half, you're like, maybe a little cross leg moment. No, I'm not that. No, uh. I don't go in for that. But yeah, that was like, holy cow, like just beating each other to death and like yeah, that... the wet smacks and, yeah. and the final like... crack with the hammer as well. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Was, woo, all right. <laughs> and just Leonardo DiCaprio, woo, cheering him on. And yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. come on! You're yeah. not doing what I told you. <laughs> yeah, just, I have no real issue with his violence uh, no? in movies. I think it's always there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, whether it's to promote ridiculousness, whether it's to, like, ridiculousness of slavery, or, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm not saying I know his intentions, but, <laughs> you know, but clearly I think that had to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, a a this, little like... You a... have to be this violent. From being that oppressed, like there's yeah. only one way that energy yeah. can flow. It's, it's and, kind of like you know we mentioned Mel Brooks a couple of times. What Mel Brooks does with comedy mm-hmm. and satire, Quentin Tarantino does with rising up against you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. It, he's pointing out the fact that this was a terrible time in history, and almost sort of giving you like, okay, this is uh, mm-hmm. revenge. Yeah, and, and, if, and if it was realistic, if you shot someone and they just fell over and there was. Nothing. That's not satisfying for the crimes they committed. Because yeah. <laughs> you need to see the blood spraying out of the back, their backs, and oh, you know the one guy at the 
the first shootout at mm-hmm. the big house where the guy gets shot, falls over, and is then constantly shot, not just by Django, but by his friends as well. So no, wait. Is, oh. You shot me! You shot me again! Well, the, I had to chuckle, even when like the little finale part with the shootout with Django in the house, and Let me see Candy's sister yeah. comes to the door, and it's just a simple pistol, and it's like, she gets yanked You're back right. nine, like 90 miles an hour yeah. backwards. I'm like, oh my god, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's, anyway, it's just like, yeah. Say goodnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodnight, Miss Claire. Yeah. <laughs> We're just flying off on wires. Yeah. I'm actually shocked that he let the, like, not the servant, the other girl. I'm shocked he let her go. Because oh, yeah. it seemed like she was fairly friendly with mm-hmm. Candy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought maybe he would not let her go, mm-hmm. given how close she seemed to yeah. be. I, mean, I don't think she was at the dinner table or anything, but... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and going with ridiculousness again as well. Like the ending, like you see, they're the biggest blow and everything. You think, oh, good, good ending, right off the sunset. No, he gets on a horse and makes it do a little trot, little dressage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I'm sorry. This must be a reference to the TV show or whatever it was, like, uh, or the original just, film. Sorry, uh, I don't uh, know <laughs> who's whether that was his idea, Tarantino, whether you know, I like the idea that but, maybe Jamie Foxx got on a horse like. Let me try something. Yeah, I, I want to believe that. Yeah, until I know otherwise, that's what I'll believe. I think. But yeah, I did want to also get into the music. Okay. Also, I think my opinion that t- no other director I think uses music as well as Quentin Tarantino. There are others that do it very, very well. Yeah. I think he has the best understanding, and I've heard from interviews he know he writes he knows the songs he wants before he has like a full script <laughs> like these are the songs that are going to be in here and work from there yeah. and they do such a great job of setting the tone early on just from like the main theme yeah. of Django you know just it's such a like a 70s yeah, funk cheesy feel yeah. uh, you know that, you, that all these B movies had you know kind of then it just pulls it off and you just have all of these great, like I said, funk or R&B songs or, you know, yeah, that was... kind of folk tones. And then all of a sudden you'll just come out of nowhere with this modern hip-hop song. And it fits perfectly well yeah. with the action that's going on. Yeah, was, I... I was in awe. It was awesome. I can't say it didn't fit or anything, but given my slight distaste of rap music in okay. general, that was the one time when I was sitting there and thinking like, Okay, I get it, but I could do without that song. Okay, but, see, I, yeah, again, I think that it is entirely well. yeah. I, it just personal well. preference. Yeah, yeah, entirely personal preference that I'd rather maybe pick a different mm-hmm. song or something. Oh, but the music is just <laughs> unbelievable. <It's>, yeah, <laughs> I love those styles. It's like he makes a movie in 2013, and it looks like it could have been in 1975. Yeah, just, well, you know, I, again, I mean, going back a Pulp Fiction, for instance, mm-hmm. it seems like that film. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that's a classic yeah. noir. Just yeah. yeah, noir, and all of the song fit perfectly. All of the characters oh, yeah. would listen to these songs mm-hmm. that they go to. Yeah, and, all the fifties, sixties music and Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah, and it it's always done really well in the films I've seen. <laughs> I can't speak for Jackie Brown, as I oh. say. <laughs> it's always done. Yeah, um, never can't think of one instance, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm probably will get the soundtrack. Yeah, I bought the Glorious Bastards soundtrack, which right. is amazing. But I was thinking of saving this for Quentin Tarantino for Carl to do it. But the one thing I had a problem with with Inglorious Bastards was <laughs> silly me. 
the fact that they kill Hitler at the end of it, spoilers for that one, and such a violent way, and that was the one thing I was watching, and I was like, I'm not necessarily okay with it, not that... You're not okay with Hitler dying! (laughs) killing Hitler, good. Okay. The fact that this is almost coming off like a dramatization of this crack squad that was Mm. passed down the line, I just got in my head that, oh no... Now, because of this film, we're going to have a generation of people that think that the Americans killed Hitler. <laughs> oh, please tell me they're not that stupid that they realize it's a fantasy. Okay, I think there yeah. will be some people that don't. Uh, well, uh, hopefully we don't need to worry yeah. about that. Most of the people that tend to go, America! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have several guns in their house. <laughs> the house may not have curtains, but their truck does. <laughs> hate mail to Paul. <laughs> On that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the hate mail from your wife. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and another thing, just saying, you know, typical Tarantino bloodbath is turning into... Oh, yeah, the end, yeah. Which, he does let a few people live, which is more than can be yeah. said for Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is one person at the end of Reservoir Dogs, and that's it, and he, that's because he's caught by the police. <laughs> of course, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Jamie Foxx and uh, his wife. Yeah, yeah. and the... Uh, two servants yeah and the two servants well, yeah 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 one servant one possible mm. or whatever yeah of the main characters of <laughs> yeah. course everyone else in the world <laughs> lived but yeah uh, I just love that one get candy I, yeah. I mean did you see how soon in advance did you see it coming that like when he was insisting on the handshake were you yeah, then I, or I was, when he started to walk up you knew it was coming it was like when obviously he say I will not shake hands with you mm-hmm. and the second he starts saying like you know you will shake my hand mm-hmm I was like, that handshake's not happening. <laughs> Something else like, is happening. Seriously, you're not going to die over a handshake? Uh, sorry, I would have shaken the guy's hand, just me. But, yeah, yeah. I do need to get one of those little gun yeah. thingies. Uh, I was, I was I shocked. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I was shocked that Django didn't have one. Didn't he use no, it he at once? He, the, I thought he used it once he, when they were doing like, the bounty hunter montage. He, he used it to kill one of the Brittle Brothers. Okay. But in that scene, the... The guy that's holding the shotgun ends up blowing Dr. Schultz away. Oh, yeah. And he then clocks him one round the face, steals the gun, and uses that to kill some yeah, people, yeah. and then onwards. Hmm. And I was looking at it thinking, why didn't you have it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have saved your friend there. Yeah. But, I mean, well, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Django yeah. made it through. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, given what happened, it's still possible that it yeah. would have ended up. Um, yeah. But, whatever. <laughs> I did like the, you know, uh, Avita Zane yeah. uh, moment. And, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was nice to see that, you know, Django wasn't just completely bitter that there was a, a white person he could yeah. trust and actually love. But. Yeah. I, going back to the beginning, I was in love with the Schultz character from the beginning when you yeah. first see him. Like Even after he kills the guy and shoots shoots the horse. Uh-huh. Trapping the other guy and yeah. his leg, whatever, and then he continues the transaction with Django, <laughs> and then asks the guy crushed by his horse, whose brother he's just killed, for a bill of sale. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's just perfect. Uh, and then, of course, three in the slaves, and it's like, yeah, okay, what you can do is wait here and help this guy up, or yeah, you could do whatever you want and head north. And just in case there are any astronomy fans in here, the North Star is that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, but I, I like the character at that time that someone was so accepting as we would want to be and have the courage, actually, to be that accepting. Well, when people want to murder you for being with a black person. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah. yeah. And just sitting in the tavern was also one of my great scenes. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. the sheriff will be coming. Yeah. I guess now the marshal will be yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, fetch the sheriff, not the marshal. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff. <laughs> I guess we're up to ourselves to pour our own beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like Django, but yeah, Dr. Schultz is my favorite oh character my in the film. Made, 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 made the movie. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah, Quentin, keep using him. Make him the lead in your next film. Do uh, yeah, please. I don't know. Do something with Germany, not World War Two. You've done that. <laughs> not World War One either. Not World War One either. <laughs> See, what does that leave for them? I don't know. Not a whole lot, but... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, do you have anything else? Um, I don't think I have anything else written down. Um, <laughs> I had, you know, obviously, again, talking about your stereotypical Quentin film, he was the cameo in it. We talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. And I I was getting towards the end of the film thinking, oh, Quentin's not going to be in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... There he is, speaking I was trying to think, did I miss it? Like, how did I miss yeah. it? Was he one of the hoods? <laughs> like, one of the people wearing hoods? Yeah. Like, I could have seen that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he could have been the one yeah. saying, no, uh-huh. nobody bought an extra bag. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who that guy was, because that was a fantastic line reading. <laughs> yeah. That was a Slim Pickens line reading. It one. was, and I did enjoy Jonah Hill in that scene. He was, yeah, he was perfect for it. He, he seemed very much, maybe he was the son or the nephew of the guy running the raid. Uh, yeah, he's out yeah. there in front of everyone. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, I've ruined mine. Uh. <laughs> I love it. They're like right by where they're supposed to be. They're just having yeah. this loud discussion yeah. about it, the bags. It it had one of my favorite plot devices as well, where yeah, they're running towards the thing. Like you see them galloping, blah, 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 and then cut to the meeting that they were having, before, <laughs> and then yeah. cut straight back to the thing. I I love it when something like that happens because it kind of seems a little bit giant. Like oh oh, we're here. Wait mm-hmm. wait, where is it? Is it's this? just yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, classic movie. Or storytelling, I should say. I mean, I can't think of anything specific now to go into without going into the one thing that we are not qualified to talk about. Oh, yeah, the the race relations. I mean, obviously, most people would say it's hindsight looking back Mm -hmm. and saying that was fucking Mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. And then I like to think that even if I'd been born in that time, I'd have been smart enough to know this doesn't and, make and sense. like I said even if you're smart enough that doesn't necessarily mean you would okay. have the courage okay, to get... show it publicly or yeah. you know because that could mean your death right. if you're willing to accept well, I'd, that I'd like I'd like to yeah. think that yeah yeah. Not, if I was smart <laughs> enough to know that it was stupid I would also be smart enough to just talk to them in my house and be like look I think this is stupid. <laughs> I'm your friend here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me yeah. outside. <laughs> when I go outside, I will be shot for saying this. Can you accept that, please? Uh, and please. please. <laughs> accept that. Maybe yeah. one day. Oh, yeah, happy but, day. Uh, I did a uh, friend that saw it in the theater. Um, she said she saw it. Uh, there was only like five or six people. I saw it in the afternoon when I saw it, but uh, yeah. she said there were black and white people, and both laughing at the same parts, but you know, both yeah. all at the same parts, just enjoying it equally to her yeah. eyes. So you know that I was happy to hear. But uh, good, yeah. That that again, I've seen reviews and statements and stuff saying that you know maybe Quentin Tarantino wasn't the best person to cover this topic, or maybe mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Well, it's a vengeance tale, ultimately. It doesn't yeah. matter that it was essentially... Well, I mean, as far as the vengeance tale goes, yeah. it doesn't matter that he's black, and it doesn't matter that he has a white friend there. And, and, of course, at the end, nothing about slavery has changed. So no, that, that's it's the still other thing. before the Civil War. Yeah, ten has, years... Uh, 
No, I think two it years. It was two years, yes. Yeah. yeah. 59, I think it started, yeah. Yeah, I think so it So it might have gone into 60 or 61, maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, I don't know how long the events took. But I, I yeah. think it was... Because they went through the winter or They whatever. went through the winter, so, so yeah, it would have been the next year. Yeah, but yeah, less than a year. Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let's not let's, get bogged down yeah, in that. Yeah. Let's, we need details. Get Tarantino on the phone. <laughs> uh, Producer, do you have the answer? Do you have the answer? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm being told we don't have a producer. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. Next meeting. Next, okay. Producer. <laughs> On the to-do list. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so rating, sir. I'll, All right. Uh, I think toss to you. I don't know who did first, but let's uh, go ahead. Toss to you. Well, my rating, I tried not to let the fact that I didn't really enjoy some of the music mm-hmm. affect it at all. I was just looking at it as how much I enjoyed watching the film, what I thought of yeah, the colour of the film, which this film actually was cut by someone who doesn't normally cut his films because the person that does cut Quentin Tarantino's film died two years ago. So he has... He, <laughs> so he was unable, yeah. <laughs> is what you're saying. Basically, yes. Okay. So, yeah, he looking... Was, he was otherwise occupied. <laughs> Okay. Looking into it, how much I loved some of those characters. Yeah. Some of them did seem a little two-dimensional, but then again, back then, they would have just been two-dimensional mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially all of the white people that are just digging at the sleighs and the one-note people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, get back in your hole, you. Get back over there. Yeah. So, aside from the odd nitpick here and there, I will give this a final rating of minus naught. Point five. Well, that's uh, actually a pretty uh, high, I yeah, thought. Yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. one of my thinking about it now. It's one mm. of my favorite Quentin Tarantino films now. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> I, I'd say it's probably second or third for me. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, fact Fiction being one, uh, Glorious Bastards possibly being <laughs> two. But yeah. uh, oh, you know, Reservoir Dogs. Shoot, where the hell do I put that? I don't know. <laughs> but. It's yeah. tough. They're all tied for like yeah, two, and Pulp Fiction's my favorite. Yeah. For, the <laughs> most, for the most part, they're all really up there. So. Yeah, yeah. And Jackie Brown's three. Paul's <laughs> 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 three. But, uh, no, I mean, that, for me, when you're not going to see a serious drama or when you're not going to see a romance, when you want to be entertained and go to a movie, this is what, what I picture. Yeah. Like, pure enjoyment, <laughs> pure good time, great laughs great violence you know and just great one-liners in there and you know great music for me (laughs) the tone was perfect all the way through there wasn't a whole lot i could say bad about it um leonardo DiCaprio eh, slightly annoyed me at parts just with the the the, it was maybe more the character annoyed me not so much him um which i i'm Sure, was yeah. a part of it supposed to annoy you? <laughs> but I did enjoy when hit himself with the hammer, which you didn't know he actually yeah, actually did. Yeah. yeah, and then kept the scene going, which was pretty cool. Uh, he has his hands bleeding, but <laughs> and everyone stayed in scene. But uh, yeah, I can't think of too much wrong with it. A couple of things didn't work for me, but very few. I'm like, oh, that was kind of a stupid thing to say, or <laughs> whatever. But I'm gonna come in at minus point three. Nice. Yeah, I, I can think, see that. Uh, that's about as high as I can give anything that isn't called the Dark Knight. <laughs> or Lincoln. <laughs> or Lincoln. Or the, the, yes. 
Or the Dark Lincoln. <laughs> Continental. <laughs> that would be odd. The Dark Lincoln Continental. I'm sure with all the Lincoln craze, there will be a uh, Black Lincoln movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's the ratings. And well, I think we'll get into our little recommendations here for you real quick. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll go first again. Sure. My recommendation for Netflix this week, and I'm hoping it's still on Netflix at this point, is called The Black Balloon. It's a film that not everyone is going to sit down and think, wow, that's a fantastic film. But it's a Australian film that tells the story of a guy, I think he's about 16, 17, moves to a new town in Australia, and his brother has yeah. severe autism. Just to clarify, that means that... So not, a Rain, lot of Man, his, not Rain Man autism. No, no. This is, <laughs> a lot of his traits, he has trouble communicating... Yeah. He will lash out. There's one scene where he defecates and smears it over the entire room. Like, you don't. Fun. You see the aftermath of <laughs> that. Hilarious people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a fantastic film to see what some of these people can go through, how they're treated, mm. and how this guy is trying to live a normal life, alternatively hating and loving his brother, who has this thing that he knows is not his fault. But he just can't quite get around the fact that he's this brother is going to be living at home his entire life. He's going to be around his brother for a long time. Like, what? How is this going to end? While he's a budding romance, of course, you got to have something in there. So, yeah. and the guy that plays the boy with autism played it so well that I was shocked to find out that he didn't have autism when I looked at the list. So it, it a fantastic performance by this guy. I wish I could give you the name, but I didn't look it up. <laughs> so yeah, that is my recommendation for this week. All right, and mine is not on Netflix. Uh, okay. Due to uh, unfortunate circumstances, I'm without it for the moment. Hopefully to be restored soon. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. And so I'm going to recommend a rental. And it's a wonderful documentary called Searching for Sugar Man. Uh, about the 1970, I believe, 1971, uh, this Detroit resident is discovered by these well-known producers, music producers, and cuts an album and immediately flops. <laughs> and by some unknown means, it makes its way to South Africa, where he becomes pretty much a god. As, like they say in the movie, bigger than Elvis Presley. <laughs> and um, this Swedish journalist, the, this movie takes place because of this Swedish journalist, wanted to find out what happened to this guy known as Rodriguez and amidst rumors that he had apparently killed himself on stage. So he investigates, tries to get to the bottom of it, and it is a pretty incredible tale uh, with amazing original music by Rodriguez throughout. It's like Bob Dylan. They may say it in the movie, but uh, it's like Bob Dylan if he had not gone electric. It's just that folk, and like they say, no one was writing as well as Bob Dylan other than Rodriguez right. at the time, and <laughs> which is... A little bit of a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> so, just a little bit. Uh, yeah. So how, it's how did it do so badly back then? I don't. You know, like the one guy says, you never know what's going to work and what won't. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's definitely worth it. You know, just to see what happens. I, I love documentaries, and I kind of get tired of the ones that depress the hell out of me, which is like ninety eight percent of documentaries because <laughs> they're like, well, now I can't eat meat. Well, now I can't shop here. Now I can't get health care, and all this. Stuff. And uh, uh, unfortunately, this one, documentaries, uh, things that interest most people, are the bad side. Exactly, things. exposing the truth. Yeah, but this actually is very uplifting. We'll leave you with a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling <laughs> if you want that. But it is. 
highly recommended. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed. So check that out. And yeah. Maybe it'll get on Netflix. Probably not in for a couple years as popular as it's going to be. So just go read it. It's a dollar and a half, whatever, at Redbox. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all for me. And I think that's all for me. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, let me just quickly just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, yeah, nope, nope, not got anything else. Here. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, I guess that's all from Paul. And that's all from myself. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Did you forget your name again? <laughs> myself. Oh, okay. That's all from Brian. Bye. <laughs> all right. See you, folks. Bye.